When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Love is the law here on the Lori and Julia show. Whether you're out there listening on the radio or on the stream or on the app, or as we sometimes like to say, in the future. As a podcast, hello people in the future. How's, how's things next month? Lori, how are things out there? Well, uh, Julia, it's Thursday, Tuesday. I know, come a little closer to the microphone, love. Yeah, it's Thursday, Tuesday, so and Woo-hoo! I'm going to be back in the studio tomorrow, my last day at home. I I'm I'm glad I got to have an opportunity to see what other people are going through, but I'm equally as glad to be coming back into the studio, my home away from home. It's something how lucky and fortunate we all have been because, you know, we talked about this when this first happened out of extreme precautions. We're all, if you've been exposed or secondhand exposed or staying at home. And I was talking to one of our colleagues, you guys today, who's been at home since March. Oh. And she's like, oh, my gosh, do I miss coming into the office and having a purpose and putting on clothes and things like that. So we have been really fortunate. We've missed you, though, Laura. Yeah, no, I, I I'm really, face. I, I'm looking forward to putting on hard pants and shoes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, the benefits are amazing if you have a real uh, zipper on your pants, I'm telling you. That, that's right. I was really sad, though, to hear uh, first two two notable passings. Yes. Um, first, Carol Conley, yes. our poet laureate from St. Paul. Who lived uh, in she, my mom's building, and her sweet daughter Sheila would come and get her mom all the time. Oh, and her de- she's just She's dear friends woman. with Kathy Hartnett as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she passed away. She had a road well-traveled is how this uh, Lori Herzl... Uh, put it in the, her notable obituary, and she was just a few weeks short of her 86th birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she's Irish, so you know she would love a good funeral, and there'll be a, definitely a celebration of her life. And Brian Lambert wrote an amazing story on, I think it's on Bring Me the News, okay, about her. And then I was also very sad this afternoon. We got the news that Hal Ketchum had passed away and oh thank you Rocco here we go kind of um complications with dementia Uh, Julia I I just you know what he that was the first concert that Casey and I saw together really uh, you know at at the old Guthrie okay and your mom had a friend who had a connection because the show was sold out um and we we couldn't get it and i just loved that album point of no return i just loved his voice and 
Casey's like, I'm going to see what I can do. You know how when you're first dating, people go all extra in. And yes, they do. Next thing I knew, we had tickets to see how Ketchum at the um, the old Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And it was our first concert date. With the proscenium stage, or what did they call that stage? I think you got the, it, proscenium, Yeah. Right? Oh, my thrust? gosh. Can thrust? I have a ding? The thrust stage. Yeah, I'd like a ding for that one. Is yeah. it? Is it yes. One of them was the thrust, and one's, I don't know, yeah. Let's go with thrust. The, it was right. in the round, though. It was that round stage. Right. And so there wasn't a bad seat. And it was just like, I just was so giddy to see him. And I can't and be with my, your, with my brother. With your brother. And your mom had a friend who like knew his wife. Okay, that's a good deep cut. I'm going to ask her about that today. Yeah, ask her. You might have to play that song. Yeah. Um, Small Town Saturday Night. But she was like so excited to do that uh, for us because because she and I had known each other. You know, she was like kind of excited about our romance. Because Lori, like you, Lori had known me, Rocco, seven years before she uh, okay. stole the phone from me and made my brother take her on a date, which is exactly <laughs> what it happened. But how long had you sort of been scoping him out? I hadn't. I left. I kept them away from her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Both her brothers were kept away from me. Me. I offered up a cousin in L.A. Right. Right. (laughs) Lori, when I met Lori, she was getting divorced, and she married and got divorced. I'm like, stay away from my brothers. But then the third time's the charge. Charge. But were you charm Charm. or the charge, Mm -hmm. Lori? Mm -hmm. Were you before? You know. You know what he looked like, Casey. I had met him once at your house when he came over with his two, uh, I will call them ragamuffin children because of how they were dressed. He looked like a ragamuffin. And I answered the door. You lived in Edina. And I had an Ann Taylor suit on. He goes, are you the cleaning lady? (laughs) And I said, I said, Julia, there's some guy here with two, two kids. And I walked upstairs and you were like, hey, that's my brother. Oh, wow. It was a love connection right then and there. Right then and there. I'm like, do I look like I'm dressed to clean a house? I've got a skirt, a scarf, a silk blouse, and a skirt on and pantyhose. Wow. It was the hose that got him, I'm sure, in the end. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. That's (laughs) funny. Well, that's. did he have any other hits besides Small Town Saturday Night? Well, that album had some good uh, songs. I don't think he's put anything out um, since, like, 2008. And he was only diagnosed with uh, dementia, like, in um, last April of 2019. So, um, but whether or not he'd, you know, been suffering from it beforehand or something. But, yeah, he hasn't made an album for a while. But that was that was a really good... Uh, I had the CD and... You know, right? I that's a great dance song to two step to. All right, can we go back to and Carol? it mentions Elvis in the beginning oh, it, of the song? Oh, it does. What does it say about him? Well, Rocco would have yeah, to I could pull it up, up again. Uh, this All was right. the small town Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, here goes. I had never heard this song before. I like it. Oh, you haven't? No, I. I I've even heard of it. Remember when yeah, that was a mantra? <laughs> Mantra, yeah. yeah. And he kind of he had the country outlaw label, but I don't really know why the outlaw part of it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, well, I have no idea. That's awfully young. That dementia, when it hits people so young, it's really hard. 
Yeah. I mean, it's really sad. I've heard more cases of early onset dementia lately than I care to uh, hear about. I want to go back to Carol Conley. Um, yes. Again, because she was St. Paul's pers- first poet laureate. and um, Laureate. Laureate. Thank you, the laureate's cousin. But she <laughs> she was a force. I mean, she um, wrote a column for the Pioneer Press Dispatch. She reviewed books for the Star Tribune. She appeared on the Barbara Carlson radio show. She was a political commentator. She was um, an advocate for writers. And for 22 years, she hosted Readings by Writers, a monthly writer series. She began with Carol Holbrook. And um, and she, the series moved to the University Club on Summit Avenue. And she would raise money for Almanac. And um, you know how she got into poetry was kind of happenstance. She signed up. Um, she was going to study fiction writing with Edina novelist Judith Guest, who, of course, wrote Ordinary People. Ordinary People. Um, but the class was too full to take at the loft, so she signed up for a poetry class instead, and she just fell in love with it and never Aww. looked back. So she's got, she was published, her first book was Payments Due, was published in 1985, and the poems were later adapted for the theater. She was such a lovely woman. Um, I, I just got to know her in the elevators. At my mom's yeah, place. I, like, I did. Signature Coming and Bob. going, and she's short. She kind of, yeah. It, anyway, so that's a big loss, and our, our thoughts and prayers go out to her family and yes. the St. Paul folks that knew her very, very well. We've got a full show today. We have books to give away. We've got an author on, uh, Christina Lauren, some romance books at the bottom of the hour. We've got two chances for listeners to live for free and win a chance to win $10,000 that we're giving away Mid next week already. I mean, it's happening next week. And so Woo. when you hear your name at 420 today or 520 today, if you call in within 10 minutes, you can win um, $100 and then you will be entered in to the big grand prize of $10,000 we're giving away next week. Let's take a quick break and we we'll come back and stories we can't get enough of. All right, everybody. Uh, big night last night. The Dancing with the Stars finale. We have a winner. And we have um, a winner, Julia, but I, really people are calling it on um, tonight's episode of What in the Hell is Tyra Banks Wearing? Because just as many people tune in because it's been it's become quite a Twitter Monday night game. Well, last night was no exception. She looked like a toilet bowl cleaner. Yes, yeah, the blue dress yeah. that looked like a loofah, mm-hmm. a Swiffer, Swiffer, a fluffy blue duster, the cookie monster, the blue Teletubby. Oh, only because <laughs> she really has had some interesting fashion choices. Well, it, I mean, people tune in for that. Then, then the pink dress with the gold crown, she looked like the Statue of Liberty or the opening of the Paramount Pictures, you know, the lady with yes. the crown, yes. the Western stars. And then um, the black dress for the finale, what in the diamond Triscuit hell was my favorite Twitter uh, with that. <laughs> but I think she's we, she's in on it. Oh, for sure. She's in she's, on it, which makes it really fun. That's kind of been is, a fun new angle for them. Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, like, I think my favorite, I love everything about Justine Machado. I loved her story. I loved everything. I would watch it. Tell everybody who she is. She's on one day at a time. She's like 48 years old. Oh yeah. I liked her. Oh yeah. She's just really sassy and she really became quite a good dancer. And then I really like Nellie and his partner. I think she's a new pro this year, but she was so good. And he referred to her as his 
little sister and really you know rappers are not exactly clamoring to get on dancing with the right. stars because what that does to people might advise them hey you won't have any street cred blah 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 but he did a freestyle last night to uh, Biggie's Hypnotize that I had to watch twice. It made me so happy. Wow. All right. I didn't watch even it for a second. Oh, okay. Well, I watched it for us. <laughs> I'm um, just a loser. I'm the, just going to admit it. It came down to Nev, that guy who's the host of Catfish. Yes. He really is a pretty good dancer. He did a black swan kind of thing and caitlin bristol caitlin bristol from the bachelorette right and uh she did end up winning so then twitter immediately started doing stop the count they demand people's judge the voting you know oh, because really? because abc giving the mirrorball trophy to a fellow abc show when people felt that Nev was the better the better dancer, okay. I didn't really. I thought she was really. I mean, I couldn't believe what a good good dancer she turned into. Okay, so at the beginning of the season, you thought Tyra Banks she's going to stink. This is horrible. You really liked the dancers. I don't can't think of one dancing at the star season in a long time that you have been all in from the beginning to the end. Yes, the the clothing of Tyra has drawn me in. Also, they've kept up this the whole entire season. When she comes out to the big ta-da, and they really have a razzle-dazzle opening. I don't right. even think they need a damn audience there. That's what this season proved. Um, but when she comes out and then she talks for like two and a half minutes, the crowd noise that they pipe in, the music, and the razzle-dazzle of the lights, you can barely hear what she says, okay? Right. That's how they've dealt with her talking. Whenever she's talking, they drown her out with crowd noise and clapping and cheering. That's funny. Yeah. So you can't, you can barely hear what she's saying. And they also, in the finale, they had a bunch of people well wishing the two people to eat up like three minutes because she can't, she really can't ad lib. Okay. But they worked yeah, around that. They worked around that. And um so yeah, I and then Derek Huff did a solo dance which made many, many dancing fans happy because he's like right now the greatest He he dancer Rocco, have on you ever planet. seen him dance? I mean no. he has moves. Oh. He really mm. is brilliant. Now, yeah. I, I only know from my dancing with the Twin City Stars and Arthur Murray right, Julia, dance school. you know. It's All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You reminded me of Justine Machado's attitude with the dancing and everything because... Justine had never danced. She's an actor, right? But she's, you know, uh, she's can move. You know, she right. knew she could salsa and she had some rhythm. But she just was so feisty and positive and nice and sweet. And she just, you just wanted to, she ended up, you know, being in fourth place. And then Nellie and then Nev and then Caitlin. Okay, so you said Nev Nellie performed a song. Was it a new song or was it one of his old yeah. songs? It's no, he's got a new song. He performed last night on um, Dancing with the Stars and it was like a medley of, you know, his hits. great hits. Right. Um, and he's performed a new song and maybe he segued into it at the end, but he performed a new song with Florida Georgia Line. He's going back to his roots, country grammar. And he performed a new song with Florida Georgia Line, who's not breaking up, they want people to know, on right. GMA this morning. That was a false thing. Okay, let me let me just ask you this. Um, when you say country roots for Nelly... Because well, country grammar was the name of his first album. And Got it. Okay, because I kept seeing that, and I'm like, what are they talking about, Nelly and country? It, that was the name of that I album, Country it. Grammar. And he did, I, get, I don't know if he had crossover, maybe Rocco knows, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just know I liked his, you know, I liked the songs that everybody likes of Nelly's. Hot well, in here. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. I've already taken off all my shirt today. It's hot in the oh, studio. You had that nice sweater on. What happened? I had to take it off. I've got on an undershirt, Lori, of course. That was the worst. It's getting hot in here. It was so uh, Minnesota. It's getting hot. Remember when I never forget the 4th of July up at the cabin. It was must have been 120 degrees and the kids were out in the boat with Bill and we had a disc, a disc guy come. I might have been divorced even um, to the cabin to fix the disc and it was playing. It's getting hot in here. I'm taking off all my clothes and he was really good looking and I'm like, this is so embarrassing. This is the song that's playing right now and you're hearing it's so hot. It's so hot. Well, that's funny. Hey, I wanted to just say before we go that when we raised money for when we did Project Down in Dirty War, the world's art charity was Springboard for the Arts. Yes. And the Personal Emergency Relief Fund, which is what we were fundraising for that gives $500 grants is open for applications through December 4th, right now through December 4th. So if you're an artist, a, a creative worker, what they call culture bearer, which basically just anything in right? arts and music. You can go you to their can, website and apply. Springboardforthearts.org. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for reminding everybody. Yep. All right, when we okay. come back, we're going to um, talk to uh, Christina Lauren. The new book is Holiday. We'll be back. There's a little Carpenters. I guess it's time to start the holiday music. And we're, of course, having... Christina Lauren, one half of the writing partner. Lauren is with us. Um, Lauren Billings from their new book, In a Holidays. Rocco, thanks for finding the music. <laughs> Hi, Lauren. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm great. It's so good to hear your voice again. <laughs> oh my gosh, well, we last had you on for the un, um, 
Honeymooners. And honeymoons, which was such That's a... right. But you and your partner, Christina Hobbs, your Christina Lauren, the writing duet, are New York Times bestselling authors. Um, so many. You've got the beautiful series, the wild series. This new book, In a Holiday's is, according to the New York Times, and I would agree, pure irresistible magic from start to finish. Congratulations, and tell everybody what this book's about. Perfect timing. Oh, thank you. I know, it's it's a really fun book. It's um, So our heroine is named Mae Jones, and she's all ready for Christmas at her favorite place with her favorite people. And she wakes up one morning and sort of realizes she's made a mistake the night before. She's messed up her chances with her lifelong crush and finds out that the beloved mountain cabin is going to be sold. So May throws a wish out to the universe that sort of resets her entire trip, and it keeps sending her back to the beginning until she gets it right and finds love. It's got a really good message, and I was reading something that you guys wrote this in 2019, and mm-hmm. how kind of how poignant it is to have something swoony, steamy, funny with just a bit of magic to escape from reality right now. And I think this book does all of that. Well, it's funny because so part of the premise is that they're all at this cabin together and May can't kind of move through time until she figures out what she needs to do right. And so it's funny because we here we all are in 2020 and we're all sort of stuck in our homes. And um, so I think it has, we can all relate to that feeling, but it also has a little bit of the escapist feel to where you know it's a romance and it's feel good and it's people being with their favorite people and and i can already i can already see the movie on netflix (laughs) (laughs) i mean it would be a movie i agree i want to see it too (laughs) haven't you guys been optioned though for one of your series yeah we have a number of different things that are at various stages yeah the process the one I think you're probably thinking of is Roomies, which yes. is farthest along, and that's the one that we've written the screenplay for. That one's really fun. Do you do you feel like it's going to happen, like it's around the corner? I do. I feel good about this one. I mean, who knows? You know, the thing about publishing is you sign a contract and your book is 99% going to get on shelves, but in Hollywood, you sign a contract and there's like less than 1% that will actually get made. So I think, you know, we just have to be cautiously optimistic. Yes, I get it. So you and Christina Hobbs are best friends, soulmates, Mm -hmm. and you're a writing duo. Um, You know, we've talked to you in the past about your creative process, but I'm wondering when you write something like this romance novel, do each of you take a voice like is one of you Theo is one of you Maisie is one of you the mom you know how do you how do you break that up when you're sharing the galleys and writing back and forth together yeah I mean we we tend to write alternating chapters and so some of our books that means that we write alternating point of views like I'll take the male character she'll take female or vice versa um, but in the holidays and uh, some of our other books are written in just a single point of view and so in that case we tend to just write alternating chapters so that we each get our writing in there, and we draft pretty fast, and then we spend a lot of time in revisions together so that we smooth it out, and it sounds like one writer. So are you guys, like, in constant contact with each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty funny because, you know, we're in each other's text box all day. We talk on the phone all the time. We're FaceTiming. And, you know, Christine and my, like, for example, my daughter are super close. They've been watching scary movies together for the last few days because they're sad they won't be together for Thanksgiving. So it's it's a very tight bond. That is, that's just so fun. How many years have you guys been writing mm-hmm. together, though? Eleven. 
It's been 11. Lori? Yeah, isn't that wild? Yes. <laughs> well, yes. I I just want to um, say right now, because I'm on your, Christina, Lauren, your Twitter account, and I'm so glad that you guys are as excited as I was that BTS got a Grammy <laughs> oh nomination. Okay, it's the first time a K-pop has been nominated for a Grammy in Best Vocal Duo Performance at Grew. I was just like, that was like a huge, finally, yay and good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a pretty new ARMY. Christina's been ARMY for a number of years now, and we both screamed. We were actually FaceTiming when we were listening to the Grammy nominations come out because mm-hmm. we were so excited and so nervous. I mean, they've been snubbed for the last few years. Yes. Um, and, I mean, of course, I think they deserve more nominations, but I'm super happy, super, super happy for them. Lori, it's so funny that, of course, you would bring that up. Um um, Lauren, Julia, I'm Army. Lori I'm BTS is, Army. Lori is unbelievable on BTS <laughs> and anything that happens. And by Yay! the way, BTS. And by the way, BTS. Well, I guess it's be you know they have worked unbelievably hard, and that closing that they did mm-hmm. at the AMAs from the Seoul Olympic mm-hmm. Committee that was incredible. They just have put it in the amazing. work. Amazing. Yeah. Back Nobody's to- doing it like them. Nobody's doing it like them. Oh God, you guys are funny. The not since you. not since uh, the One Direction boys. All right, fine. We're talking with Christina Lauren, one half of the writing duo of In a Holidays. You know, Christina, do you guys ever feel like like where do you get the inspiration for something? Does one of you have it, or do you both just sit down and brainstorm? Or where did it come for this book? It's all of that. I mean, sometimes we'll be together on a trip back in the before when we were all traveling and we might see something cute. Um, and when we were driving in a taxi, we might see something out on the street or just people watching at the airport. Um, or sometimes we would hear a song and talk about it. I mean, a lot of this stuff just comes from a spark, but it's always fleshed out um, between the two of us having conversations. So we usually outline in person as much as we can and and this year that's meant that we've you know have really had to quarantine so that we can only really see each other and our families but it's worth it because i mean i think there's just some magic that happens when we're working together in the same room isn't that so fun yeah i think Mm -hmm. the only other um is it sarah pekinen is that what they write under the other two ladies that write together i can't remember Uh, i don't there are a number of co-author duos, and what's interesting is they, they all tend to do it slightly differently. Like, some people will outline, like us, some people, they map out who the characters are, and then they just sort of surprise each other with each chapter. And then in others, like, one person will draft and the other will edit. So I think that's why people are always so curious about how we work together, is because there's so many ways to collaborate. And you know, in your back and your acknowledgments, um, you acknowledge mm-hmm. Nora Ephron for everything. Aww. Is that mm-hmm. kind of what got you writing romance, you know, romantic stories, kind of you were in love comedy. with? I mean, I think for a lot of us in romance and all, of, you know, women in general, like there's not just one thing that inspires us to fall in love with romance. I, For me, a lot of it was Judy Bloom and Danielle Steele, it's yes. Nora Ephron, it's Stephanie Meyer, it's you know, and then it's our contemporaries, too, that are really pushing us to get better every time. So I think one of the things I love most about romance is just that it's this incredibly strong female-driven community that's very supportive. And um, I just, I really love it. It's an incredibly warm community. It's, that is just such a wonderful thing. Um, the book is in a holidays. It's a trade paperback. 
It would be some, if someone needs some cheering up, you could go buy it quickly yes. at your local bookstore and give it to them or and read it yourself first um, and then give it to mm-hmm. them. I mean, it's just such, and the cover's so darn cute. I We love covers. That's always a big deal with us. <laughs> you know, um, and then you have already, you've already got parts of your next book in the back of it. Yeah, we do. So the next book is coming out in May. It's called The Soulmate Equation. It's actually our first book that'll be in hardcover, which is a big jump for us. So we're very excited. What was the and decision that one there? Is kind of, um, so I think it's just the idea felt really big to the publisher. And okay. they, you know, we we have 26 books that yep. have all done really well. And I think they just decided they wanted to put all their weight behind us. So we feel really supported at Simon & Schuster. And we're both super excited. This one has a little bit of a fun, like, pop science twist to it, where okay. there's a new company that's doing... Um, you know, soulmate matching based on your DNA. And so that's sort of where the premise is. And it's fun. Oh, that sounds so good. Well, we'll work, you know, and you also acknowledge um, Katie, excuse me, Kristen Dreyer, Mm -hmm. your PR rep. She's so wonderful for you guys. I mean, she is on it. So kudos. She is the best. She really is. She's on it. And she's had us this book in our hands and ready to go forever. I mean, so she just is your champion. So what a great relationship you guys have. Okay. So we have to ask you, what's the last great book that you read? Um, So I just finished a book called Spoiler Alert. It's by Olivia Dade. And it is for anyone who has ever been in fandom or has been a big fan of a show, um, it's wonderful. I also, for the readers who want a little bit more heat in their read, um, I would recommend The Roommate by Rosie Dannon. Um, and then for people who want to pre-order, coming up, we have Love at First by Kate Claiborne. That's coming out in early 2021, and it is amazing. Okay, now Love at First Bite. Love at First. And it's by Kate Claiborne. She okay. also wrote a book that came out last year called Love Lettering. That if you haven't read, it's just beautifully written. Oh, I love it. All right. Oh, gosh. Who needs to leave their homes right now anyway? We have so many books to read. <laughs> so many books. <laughs> it's yep. so f- and so many independent bookstores you can support out there. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you so much for writing another great book. I ho- I can't wait. I'm sure, I hope we have you on for your big, big, big book. Then um, coming out in the spring and happy holidays to you. Thank you. And thanks so much for having me on again. I really love talking to you guys. Absolutely. Hope you love the book. Oh, absolutely. And Thank I was just you. looking at all of Lori. They, we love their books. I mean, yeah, I'm no, thinking about twice so in a blue good. moon. We love the honey on honeymooners. Yeah. Um, roomies, all of it's good. And the book is in a holidays and we've actually got a couple copies to give away. If you haven't won anything in a while from us, six, five, one, six, four, one, one oh seven one and Rocco will get your information and we'll put them in the mail to you. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about oh gosh, the Grammys are out and BTS, of course, was nominated. So we've already covered that topic, Lori. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, that's a little we're talking Grammys 2021. The nominations came out today, and the weekend who we just listened to was snubbed. Um, he was completely overlooked. He's so good. Well, let's go In through them. Category. Like Lori, was there things that you thought that you were excited about, or Rocco? Well, here's here's. I would just. I guess of all the Grammys, the four that are considered the major awards, awards okay. are Record of the Year, um, which um, Song of the Year, which is really the Songwriter Award. 
Okay. okay. And then record of the year and then album of the year and then best new artist. Those are considered the four like if, if you think of the Academy Awards, you know, with the sure. top four best acting. Picture. Sure. Yeah, and um so anyway, no, I mean, I guess there were a couple of uh you know, things that were cool that happened. I mean, Beyonce is now the most, uh, she got the most nominations. She got nine for 2021. She's the most nominated woman in Grammy history, but Beyonce's only won one of the four big Grammys. She won Song of the Year for Single Ladies, but otherwise all of her other awards, and this is a problem that the Grammys have, is they have all these categories, R&B, right. urban, right. so you know how that works. And remember the scandal at last year's Grammys where they uh, outed, outed the woman who was in, put in charge of it for one year to try to yes. make it not be that all the Grammys go to the men? Yes. So, okay. Well, in, in the category of... Uh, um, uh, all of the artists nominated for best rock performance. I mean, Rocco, I don't know if you looked at the list, but um, they're all women, which is very unusual. Yeah, you're if right. Fiona Apple, record-breaking. Big Thief, Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, um, it's weird how, I mean, that Blinding Light song is everywhere. I know it, it was. That is a snub. You, there's no no two ways about it for, for the weekend. Also, Luke Combs didn't get anything. I mean, his sophomore album is dominating country award show, and he just won album of the year at both the CMAs and the ACM. So the Grammys totally overlooked who's really, you know, he's huge. Yeah, right. and Maren Morris didn't get a lot of You're um, right. play either. She she got nominated for Bones. You know, you have to go deep down into the... Yeah, for Best Country know, the, Song. The categories. The dick, uh, the chicks, excuse me, they got nothing for Gaslighter. They didn't? Okay. Nothing. No. And My guy Bob um, Dylan didn't get anything. Did he have anything mm-hmm. new out this year? Yeah, he had a pretty great uh, record out this year. Yes. Um, and, you know, BTS only really got one, and and your guy Harry Styles really only got... You know. Well, he got one, but it's his third one. And BTS, I mean, here's the thing, is that they've been overlooked, but they are the first K-pop group to break into a major Grammy nomination. So we'll just take it for what we can get. Harry Styles got nominated for Best Pop Vocal for um, the Fine Line album and also Watermelon uh, Sugar right, for that song. So, but, you know, here's kind of an exciting little thing. This hasn't happened since Dreamgirls. Oh, which is such a great movie if people want to watch a great movie. So Jennifer Hudson got nominated for a Grammy, you know, for that soundtrack. Yes. And guess who got nominated for a Grammy for uh, Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album, the same category that Dreamgirls was in? That would be Renee Zellweger for Judy. She did. Yes. Gosh, that seems like that was so long ago, Lori. That was but that was, was pre-COVID. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting, you know, for for Renee Zellweger for her to get a possible G. Yeah. True. That, she got more nominations than the weekend did. Exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, oh God, Kanye West got nominated for best spoke uh, best contemporary Christian music album. That was his. He got a nod for that. And I, Meryl, I have to admit there were some good songs on that. Yeah, and then Meryl Streep got also Best Spoken Word for Charlotte's Web. Oh. 
Yeah. Now, that and would be a fun book to hear on an audio tape. But I loved it? reading that book so much. That was the book that got me excited about reading. And Tiffany Haddish got her first Grammy nomination in the comedy album category. All right. It's going to be and it's going to be hosted by Trevor Noah. I don't know that he's hosted an award show before. They're going to be. I on, think he'll be good. Yeah. On January 31st. I think it's a Sunday. Hopefully more people will watch. Well, here's what the, he, he did an interview and he said this. We've got three plans. And they're like, what are they? Full crowd, limited crowd, no crowd. Right. So they're they're doing all all of that, but um, I don't know. You know, Billie Eilish had to be happy. Yes. Bieber got some. Well, Billie nods. Eilish didn't she do a sweep at? I don't know if it was last, last year. Yeah, something yeah. she did. Okay, so here's what's happening. This was just announced today. Folklore. Taylor Swift is announcing an intimate concert film that's going to be airing on the 26th, and today is the 24th. So this would be on Thanksgiving Day on Disney Plus. And it's Mm. called um, Folklore, which is the name of her album that has sold a lot of copies. The long nominated for a Grammy. Yes, the lot. Actually, it's going to be on Disney um, tomorrow. The Long Pond Studio Sessions, and so what it it has her with the collaborator collaborators Jack Antonoff, the Mm. Nationals Aaron Dresser and Boney Ver, Justin Vernon, and that's my favorite song. On that whole album is the one, the duet that those two do together. Called... Yeah, Holly posted a trailer of that. Yeah, so it's going to be, if you have Disney+, Plus, and it yeah. talks about, you know, they were all in different areas and how they put together this album and put it out during COVID, and it, I think it'd be good. Yeah. So that's that's something exciting to look forward to. Right, and, and and Noah Cyrus, I thought that was kind of a surprise that she was nominated in the Best New Artist category alongside uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Doja Cat and Phoebe Bridgers. I was just not expecting to see Noah's name. I feel like she's been out longer than that, but you know what? She's got a beautiful voice. Yeah. She really does. All right. If you look at her and just don't think she's Miley's sister because they look so completely different... Right. And just hear her voice. I think she's got a lovely voice. Yeah. I and really Dua like Lipa it. got six nominations and Lady Gaga uh, for Chromatica and also the song Rain On Me for Best Pop Duo. But, of course, I want Dynamite to win by BTS. Oh, for crying out But that didn't party. get anything. I mean, they got for, like, Best Pop Group they did, or something. They didn't get for, like, best individual pop songs. Duo. Yeah. Yeah, Best Pop Duo is what they And that's for. another song that's just been everywhere. And you'd, and you'd Dynamite? Figure, yeah, yes. and you'd figure it'd be nominated. Yeah, but well. I do like that. That Dua Lipa, Don't, Don't Start Now, that's a pretty great song. That is a song. That it's is a fun, great isn't it? song. She got nominated. You know, like I said, she got six uh, nominations. And No Love for Halsey. A lot of people loved her manic album. And she had some hit radio hits, but they had nothing for her. And Fiona Apple kind of had a big... Her album came yes. out and everybody seemed to like it and she didn't get any. I don't think she got any or maybe one. She got she got nominated in, I thought, the uh, Best Rock Performance okay. category, which was all women. So I guess the dudes didn't rock this year. No. Nope. Well, it's about time. They've, they've, had, <laughs> they've been rocking for a long time. Right. They've right. been rocking for a long time. All right. And you're in Post Malone. I you saw. Know, he got some nominations. I saw. And... So yeah, there yeah. we go. There's I your think people. Th- are, I think people were probably pretty excited, but I do love to check on Twitter to see what everyone is mad about. 
God, you love that Twitter. You should just be an ambassador, Lori. I mean, I'm serious. I, you, know. I, you are It's so in love with that thing. I can't even tell you if I ever go. I don't go on there. Like ever. Yeah. But that's your thing. You are an ambassador for Twitter. I love it. I You've stayed with it. The, you can find out a lot of good stuff, and it makes me laugh. And you can avoid anything that you don't like by not, you know, searching for certain names. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> There you go. All right. So um, when we, coming up next hour, be sure you're listening at 420 for your chance to win $100 and to be entered into the grand prize of 10000 Not Is it 10000 Yeah. It is 10000 And it's next week, right? Yeah, that is a lot of money. Wow. That's, you can live for free, you might say. <laughs> I would, sounds good to me. Um, thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia at MyTalk 1071 streaming live, and of course you can download the MyTalk app to hear us anytime, anywhere. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2X miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.